2: Boogie, Uh, thank you for your contribution in the super chat. I really don't know exactly how I feel. My whole entire Nick's life is so numb right now. I, I feel that. It's not because of we didn't get Mitchell or we didn't get Donovan. It's just that it's just that good as we are as a Nick family. Did I read that wrong? Just as good
3: as we are as a Knicks family, when is something good going to happen for us? us. Yeah, I'll I'll answer that. You know what the good thing is, J Boogie? The good thing that could happen. And I oh my God, do I hope this happens? So everybody could make me eat every freaking (laughs) negative word I've ever said about the kid. (laughs) RJ Barrett shows up this year and is like, I'm going to leave no doubt about it. That the Knicks made the right decision. That's the good thing that has to happen. And I say it just like that on purpose that has to happen because he comes out this year and it's not that then it start that's that's where it starts to get dicey you know
1: so friend of the pod and expert draft analyst Jonathan Wasserman tweeted as soon as the trade went down blessing in disguise for New York whether that becomes the case or not who is to say but you could look at that angle and say yeah (laughs) There's Donovan Mitchell. He would have been great, but Mm -hmm. the the flexibility the Knicks have, and I know people will hate that word, but I'm not even talking about with the picks the next few years. I'm talking about down the line where we're scratching our heads thinking of ways that the Knicks can grow as a team because, hey, remember when the Knicks trade for Carmelo Anthony? It was fine. The problem was what came next. And the Knicks never got out of their own way and they were so hamstrung and then they made dumbass moves like Bargnani and it just, it cratered. We had one good season when really good season and it wound up being still not even advancing past the second round so they're not the same that and what this would have been but it just goes to show that you do still have an opportunity you're not okay we're on Donovan Mitchell what's next it's you can still take step by step by step and then eventually you can still get to the contention level in the next few years
3: you you know we need to clip and and put out on social andrew when i Broad when I said the words unprotected future future unprotected Knicks picks to Zach Lowe and he made a he made like a little noise like a ooh like that that Zach does if you if you want to go find that clip to make if there are people who are feeling numb uh, like Jay Boogie today I think that that little ooh noise might make them feel a little bit better.
2: Shout out, friend of the pod, Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe. Fellow Mets fan. <laughs> uh, f- speaking of fellow Mets fan, Mensa Smith, uh, giving Utah control of your draft for five years when it means you literally cannot keep all of... Well, they can. Uh, they can, yeah. They can. All of Darius Garland, Mobley, and Spider on Max Deals' insanity. I do not love this for Cleveland, and I'm proud of Leon Rose. Let, let's just say... There is
3: real downside risk for Cleveland. And I am, I would imagine Cavs fans are throwing parades today, as you know, and they have every right to do so. But, but just like I've been sitting here and talking about the Knicks bet on RJ Barrett, the Cavs are kind of betting big on Evan Mobley. And mm-hmm. I, I think everybody loves Evan Mobley. I love Evan Mobley. Everybody who watched him play last year is, loves Evan Mobley. Um, but man, if there were ever a situation where it was probably like, because what does Dan Gilbert want to do literally more than breathe? He wants to show LeBron James that he didn't need him to win a championship. And he saw an opportunity to do that. And he gave up quite literally everything he could give up that was of value to do that. And I, we're not a Cavs pod, co- podcast, so we're not going to sit here and talk about like the Cavs depth or anything now that they've made this
1: trade, but like, you know, there are some questions to be asked still about that Cleveland roster. Um, Yeah. It's that. And it's also the flight risk. What happens in three years? Donovan Mitchell. That's the, the big question for me. That is unanswerable, but that I wonder with Donovan Mitchell because the jazz, I know last season, uh, newest Nick Jalen Brunson obliterated them. And then Luka Doncic helped. Put the put the fire, or you know, help set it ablaze even more. But I mean, the Jazz have had the number one offense in the NBA. They had arguably the best defender in the NBA, and Rudy Gobert. They had pieces, and it didn't work out. And he still wanted to find a way to leave. We've known this for a while. So the question that I have is: Is the issue for Donovan Mitchell that he just didn't want to be in Salt Lake City, or is it that he doesn't want to be in a small market? <sighs> Because we've well, seen him find some, I mean, granted, regular season success, but still tremendous regular season success in Utah. And Cleveland's a nice city. I was just there a week ago. It's great. I <laughs> no, recommend it. No, it is. It legitimately is. It's not. All right. I've, listen, I've, I've been there enough I've to been, say that. <laughs> Well, I had a family who took me around. Lovely time. Great hosts. Beautiful. Mm-hmm great but in terms <laughs> of that uh, <laughs>
4: well, I'm, so, I'm sorry funny. I don't have friends
1: It's Cleveland have, oh yes <laughs> welcome to Cleveland I bet the croissants uh, suck there too I mean yeah probably it's Cleveland they, they didn't have there's not like a, an actual <laughs> signature Cleveland dish but I digress but it's happening. yeah we're talking yes. about Cleveland it's the sort of thing does he still want to move further east than where he's at or is he comfortable just staying there we don't know how he'll balance things And from like a very 10,000 feet up salary cap perspective, there is still an opportunity that the Knicks could make depending on how the salary cap rises and, and whatnot, where they could trade for a star in the next few years. And then they could do a sign and trade for Donovan Mitchell and they bring him in that way. And I'll tell you, that would be a hell of a lot cheaper to get Donovan Mitchell that way than it would be trading for Donovan Mitchell now and then trading for another star versus trading for a star in a year or two or whatever. And then trade over Donovan Mitchell when he's a free agent. A lot, lot to happen, but just interesting dynamics there.
3: According to the internet, the traditional, the most iconic food of Cleveland is something called a Polish boy, which is a glorious, messy marriage of kielbasa, coleslaw, French fries, and barbecue
1: sauce. Yeah. Mm. Hot hot dog sausages. They're big in the Midwest. So that makes sense. That tracks. Cleveland sucks. Next question comes from Lunis Emirat.
3: <laughs> As annoyed as I am giving unprotecteds in 25 27 20 and 29 and swaps in 26 and 28 would have terrified me. Leon I feel now is on the hot seat. I wonder if he calls OKC. We we talked about the OKC thing a little bit. I don't think that's happening yet, but you never know. Um Leon moves in in uh in moves quietly. Um is he on the hot seat? No, I don't think he's on the hot seat, hot seat despite what I what I said offhandedly earlier, but I do think there's I think there's pressure on the Knicks to do well. To, to, I mean, to look presentable. To, yes. They, like we can't have another repeat of last year. And yes, I understand if we're 15 to 20 games into the season and it takes on the tenor of last year, then Tom, it'll be great hearing your analysis, um, you know, on ABC. It's been lovely defending you every night,
2: banging my head against the wall.
3: But um, no, I, I guess <laughs> <what>?
2: <laughs> TV wants to do post games with you. I, hey, let's, uh, let's get the invitation out. out yeah. now. Um, call Berman. Yeah, there, there's a trio <laughs> that's your source, John Berman. And <laughs> no,
1: I'm saying that yeah. Berman on for it. Yeah, no, I'm saying that's how you get to Tibbs, but you that. get to find
2: out. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, look, the Knicks in the mellow trade,
3: and I've, I've I've I wrote about this. The mellow trade was not a bad trade, it was things that happened after the mellow trade that made it a bad trade. After the fact, we'll mm-hmm. be very clear about that. But they gave up in that trade less than half as much draft equity. As they would have needed to give up in this trade, and what they gave up turned out to be extraordinarily punitive to uh, their future without, I would argue, the requisite payoff that made it worth it. And so again, if you're looking for reasons to be okay with what did or did not happen today, that's your that's your reasoning.
1: And I would agree. He's not on the hot seat. I also, John, as you said, there's still moves that they would like to make between now and the start of the season. So if we can't even fully decide on what the grade this offseason would be, how can we determine whether he's on the hot seat or not? Which even still, he's not. There's, there's so, nothing that I would see where he would be on the hot seat. They'd have to really go south for that to be the case. And as we just talked about, then the first head that rolls is the coach. That's usually how it works.
3: I'm just looking at Cleveland's roster. Assuming they start Isaac Okoro, their bench will be Lavert, good. Uh, Ricky Rubio we will see coming off the ACL. Uh do, 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 do Kevin Love, good, and then probably Dean, I mean, Wade. Dean Wade. Dean Wade is the truth. Chetty Osmond. I see that should I. I shouldn't double. That's a good team. That's
1: a. Yeah. That's a. But again, are they better than? I can't sit here and be like they're definitely better than Toronto.
4: You know, and
1: we'll see. It, just one interesting thought just had it again. I'm not saying it's going to be the case or not, but like if you're, if you feel, if you're Cleveland and you feel like you have enough rim protection because of what Evan Mobley can grow into, do you call up a team like Toronto uh, you know, at the deadline and say, Hey, OG and an OB for Jared Allen. We know you need a center. We need, you know, a wing that can handle the defense. That's like Donovan Mitchell and uh, Darius Garland. I don't know. I, I just spitballing here, but like they have pieces, where they can, they're limited, but they still have at least one really good piece they can move out and go from there. But that's their initiative. We'll see ours.
2: Yeah. Relaxing nature sounds. Can't wait it. for Jazz Cavs national TV game. Oh my God. Yeah. They already put the. <laughs> they're
1: going to have Jazz. to take that. Yeah. yeah that's, not getting, that's not getting that. That's getting flexed. That's no. getting
2: flexed. Good call. Uh, yeah. Mike Kelly, the idea that another guy will come is so vague that I don't understand how a Nick fan can be okay right now. We are waiting for nothing. Jeremy, take this one.
1: Yeah, we're not waiting for nothing. That's the thing. We we talk about how there are stars who are available. It's just, okay, cool. You got your star. Great. It's what next? What, what are we doing that's next that really gets this team? Because what is the end goal here? Is it to get a star or is it to win a championship? cool it's to win a championship how are you going to do that you need to take the necessary steps you can't hamstring yourself for the instant gratification of donovan mitchell and okay well we're having trouble down the line because we've hey, we've traded these picks and we've now handcuffed ourselves again if you really want donovan mitchell i don't blame you that's fine that's cool i I wanted him, but not badly enough that the Cavs did. And I'm glad that's the case for the Knicks. But it's not, oh, well, we're waiting for nothing. They they still have these picks. They can still move up in the draft. They can still say, hey, there's someone who's available. We want to go after them and target them. I I understand. You don't want to keep waiting for nothing until the point where no one ever comes and you have these picks that expire. But that's why the Knicks do need to consolidate picks, whether it's into players or into better picks. They've got to do something. But, uh, Mike, I understand where you're coming from. I just I very much disagree. This is not
3: something I spent a lot of time writing about or anything because I literally didn't really think about it. Um, but I think the hope... Because my part of my argument in wanting to trade for Mitchell was that if you don't trade for him, then it's like, yeah, you you wait to try to trade for the next star. And then if the logic is the same as it is now, then after you get that guy, then you still have to get another guy... After that, at least if you get Mitchell, then you only have to worry about getting the next guy. I will, I will put a silver line. I will flip that, and I I will say this: I think the hope has to be now, as a Nick fan, that in no particular order, well, in something of an order, RJ and Brunson definitely those are the top two. RJ and Brunson followed by now in no particular order: Grimes, quickly Ob. Um, maybe whoever they trade for this summer, if they move Rand, California, whatever else, maybe whoever they draft next year, whoever they draft in two years. that core makes it such that it is no longer about having to trade for two stars, then it's about men. that's a that's a ch- that's a championship core that's missing a number one guy. and they only need one guy. And granted, there are only six, seven, eight. Nine ish guys in the league at any given time who fit that sort of qualification. In theory, though, if things go right over the next couple of years and RJ does progress and like this team does look good this year and like they do make the play in and maybe make a little noise when they get there, then maybe you're on the road to that. And I think that at this point has to become the new
2: ideal end game for me at least. This goes along with that comment. G. Hooper, then, thank you for your contribution. Anyone saying they are happy or okay is just coping. 25 plus years of yearly disappointment and letdowns as a rabid fan. I'm just tired, man.
1: All right. All you can right, be I, tired. I'm not coping. I'm cool with it. I would have loved him here. But to say, okay, well, like, well, here's here's an actual question that we have talked about in the past. And they even Chris Herring talked about this yesterday. How do you figure out where the line is that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert walked? Who was responsible for the other's success? They worked together, of course. We also haven't seen Donovan Mitchell, who by all accounts is a negative defender, but a superior player on offense, how he works through through the flow of these things. It's not like this move didn't come without risk. Again, I get it. If you wanted him to be in the building, that's cool. But like, it's just feeling like, okay, there are still opportunities out there It's not like this team is destitute with no young talent. They're building in the right direction. If we're talking about a team like the Knicks where they needed Donovan Mitchell to be the final piece to really solidify a fantastic core that's ready to take that next step. Sure. But we're talking about how the Knicks might not even be fifth, sixth seed with Donovan Mitchell here. And you got other things to figure out and you have to deal with the the financials, you know, like. They'd have to probably move Cam Reddish. And again, I know if you feel like Cam Reddish is on the move, that's fine. Like I can be I can live in a world where this Knicks team has a wing depth, a wing problem where there's just a dearth of wings. I cannot live in that world if Donovan Mitchell's here and there are no wings. That is a huge problem. It feels like a waste of a year. It's a stepping stone, but not a good one. And this is where I'm at. I'm I'm less
3: concerned than you are about like the specific, like the like worrying about like wings next year. Like to me, I,
1: I <laughs> leave more faith in Tibbs to to bring it together.
3: I have more faith in Tibbs, but it's also just more than that. It's just like 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 if they, if this trade had been made today, and there were two unprotected picks on the deal, I don't even think it wouldn't even matter to me what else was in the trade other than Mobley or Garland. I would be losing my shit. And I and I I might I think I might be in the minority. Uh, I know I'm, well, whatever. I'd be losing. I absolutely be losing my mind if Cleveland got Mitchell for two unprotected picks. They didn't get him for that. They got him for three unprotected picks and two unprotected swaps. It was literally everything that they could give up, and the rest of what they sent was also like this is a. They sent a massive trade package. I, I, again, I understand it's going to (laughs) be very annoying to watch Donovan Mitchell probably go off for all kinds of good scoring games next year. No one's going to be more annoyed by that than me. I promise you. But where the Knicks are at right now, it it may have been inconvenient to be responsible, but it was still responsible to be responsible. And I know that sucks, but it is what it is.
1: If the Knicks were the Cavs and this were Cavs film school... <laughs> I would I would, I would want the Cavs to go all in on Donovan Mitchell. Oh, 100. Yeah. And I can't blame them one bit for doing it because they have the team in place yeah. to take that next step. And it's really meaningful. Yeah. And you know what else? They still have Evan Mobley on a rookie contract for the next three years. That's huge. Oh, Gigantic. yeah. Gigantic. Yeah. They've got Jared Allen, who's making a nice amount of money. Don't get me wrong. But the value he provides is it's really good. And now you've got Darius Garland and you don't have to pay Colin Sexton too. And Kevin, con- Kevin Love's contract comes off the books next year. So any financial issue that you might have, you deal with it for one year and you move on and then you get to regroup from there. So it's just it's just different. It's different. You can't blame the Cavs for doing it. And I can't blame the Knicks for walking away at that price point. <sighs>
2: Fern Rodriguez. In Leon, we trust. How come no one in the media is saying the Cavs' backcourt is too small? Garland is 6-1. Hashtag Randall gotta go. Because they have uh, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley.
3: Who Evan Mobley, Like I didn't watch a ton of them last year, but I trust the people that watched him more when they said that this guy has future defensive player of the year upside. Not saying he's going to get there, but when you have a guy like that, who's that long and that has that ability to move around the court. It just, it allows you to make a move like this today and feel like,
2: you know, and feel okay about it, but
3: it'll, it'll, it'll still be an inconvenience. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. From Johnny Chiba. I need more sour grapes to ease the gut punch like that. Um, true story. Jay Mac relax. SGA is a better fit. Mm. Listen, if they get SGA, uh, you can relax. But I, they might have to. Pay, would you think yeah. they have to pay more to get SGA? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Five Jeremy, years of
1: no, SGA. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't saying that incredulously. I'm just saying, like, yes, that you've got five years of him. If he's that good, you got to pay a ton. Like, I, I would if I'm Sam Presti. I mean, also, if you think Danny Ainge negotiating with him for three years of Donovan Mitchell is really tough. Oh yeah. Da- no. Negotiating with Sam Presti for five years of SGA. Especially if we're talking about the height issue. You don't have that with SGA. Obviously, the shooting is better for Donovan Mitchell. Regardless, it's just it's two more years of team control. Oh, wow. What? Well,
3: it's Berman, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, Knicks withheld Quentin Grimes from all offers per source. So, Do
1: you know what that I'm tells not- me? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not saying the Knicks weren't interested in Donovan Mitchell. Clearly they were, but it feels like they were very much walking a line of We know that the offers out there aren't what we can do. We're comfortable not giving you, not, you know, going, okay, here's our final, final offer. And the Cavs came in and said, all right, yeah, if the Knicks aren't, if this is the Knicks to lose, then let's let them lose it. We've got the pieces to make it work. So,
3: Shams, Shams, yeah. Yeah, reported a bit ago. The last offer the Knicks put on the table was RJ, quickly, two unprotected first round picks. So, it was very clear here that the Knicks prioritize their own future draft equity, um, to a, to an extraordinary degree. Um, and no, I, I was just going to say, and if, if the, if the jazz came back and said, we want foreign protecteds and grimes, um, man, it, that's just, it, I listen, the Knicks are betting that it's, it's weird to say this because I, we talked so much already about like the Knicks are betting on RJ. And yet if you believe this report, which I don't know, I don't know. Believe it. If you want, don't believe it. If you don't want um, the Knicks were really still. And I, and I'm just going to, I'll say it now because I have nothing to lose. Like I had heard today that RJ isn't out of talks, you know? So I, but that's, I don't know. Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe what I heard is not true. It's just—it's very interesting that it really did come down to the picks on both sides. And I think Quentin Grimes. I think the Knicks really like Quentin Grimes. Yeah.
1: Um, it's fascinating that not only was Quentin Grimes out of talks, but that Emmanuel quickly was in talks. Because there are a lot of people, myself included, who just Me too. did not believe that the Knicks, if, if what Shams is saying is true, that they would put Emmanuel quickly in this type of package. And... If they did, then that's that's a very different mindset. It, it was never like, oh, well, he's untouchable. It's just the connections he had with Donovan Mitchell. You know that Wes was here. Obviously, things only go so far. But just the idea that the Knicks were saying, no, no, we're not only cool with Emmanuel quickly going out to get Donovan Mitchell. We're cool with him not being with Donovan Mitchell on the same team because of the fact that they're very close. So. I think it just goes to show that the Knicks are very committed to getting a star on their terms. And it's not like they're so there's any player who's so untouchable in this deal that they really care. Like they could have withheld quickly and said, there's a time and a place well, where if we need to deal and we're comfortable with it. And they decided it, it could be now. And that's just different than what I thought. I was very much wrong about that.
3: I. It's weird because I do think they would have given up Grimes, if we actually hold on, we never heard any reports that they were willing to go three unprotected and Grimes, right? I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. And I, I never heard that. Um, it's just, it's just it, interesting. I, man,
1: but we never even heard that quickly was potentially in the talks either. Until we know nah, that the jazz yeah. wanted two of Grimes yeah. quickly and top. And, but until this moment, I mean, it just was presumed that he would be out of the deal entirely. It's yeah. not the case.
2: Man, Man, the Knicks are really high on Quentin Grimes. Okay. Nothing from G. Huber then. just We don't get marquee free agents and we won't trade for one. I empathize with that statement today. This is after, especially after two months of potentially getting Donovan Mitchell.
1: Okay, well, the counter for that is to build through the draft, is it not? I'm just, I'm
2: empathizing.
1: I'm I'm saying the statement, not with you. I'm saying, isn't the statement if you can't get marquee free agents and you can't trade for one, that you have to build through the draft? They are. That's that's the other way to get talent. The Knicks have 11 first round picks in the next seven years.
3: And the best, the highest, and they don't tank, the highest ceiling talent they have right now is RJ
1: Barrett. They've also found really good talent across the board. Yeah, but they've got a star, Jeremy. Like, we're not talking about.
2: We're not talking about the you know, J- the hitting on a quick and grinds or an manual quickly. Or I understand pride.
1: that, but you can move up in the draft. Can you not? What was yeah. the issue with the Knicks moving up in the draft last year?
2: Uh, <laughs> we, we they did not have, the pieces. And we've seen the, have the pieces. They didn't have the pieces to do.
1: I understand how it works. I'm telling you, though, that if they don't have the pieces to move up, like if they had the same ammo they had right now to get Jaden Ivey, do you think Jaden Ivey would be on the Pistons or the Knicks?
2: Fair.
1: I just... Don't say. I, don't
2: know. I I empathize with the fact that where the Knicks have shown ph- philosophically to be as far as tanking is concerned. And that's the... Listen, my my thoughts on taking his side. you can't argue with the math of where the better players are. Sure. I do... To back up your point, I do stand by a belief that, like, nail the pick you have. And you want to talk about getting down to Mitchell. Could have got him in 2017. And so. NSGA. Yeah, and huh? we don't want to have that pod today. Um, Ahmad Khalil. So we'd have so we'd have had to trade RJ Obi and Grimes plus three first round picks and two pick swaps. So this I, is I don't this f- obviously a put there, in yeah. a, like an hour, excuse me, literally an hour ago. So this is before the report of Sean's coming out. Okay. Uh, Cuckoo, no brainer to walk away. Yeah, I don't think it would have had to have been that much, but yeah. Man, what's the reaction today if Ainge takes that offer? Quickly, RJ and two unprotected first.
3: Um, hmm, it's a great question. Shock. Oh, it
1: wouldn't shock me in the least. No, no, uh, I'm saying for the fans, shock would be the. I'm a I'm fan. Out. No, no right, you I'm saying the general fan base would be one <laughs> yeah. shock. You just there's signed a... RJ Barrett. Oh, you're moving Emmanuel quickly too, and too unprotected. First, that's what I'm getting at.
2: There's a poll in the YouTube chat right now. How are you feeling today? And there's good. Price was too high. Bad. Needed to start. Neutral. Trust the process. I I think more of the like the percentages right now are good. Price was too high. So if the price being too high is and- RJ quickly and too unprotected first, then the reaction today would have been bad if they had made that trade. And I'll go back to what I
3: said after the RJ extension after we did the live stream, I think, right, of the RJ extension thing, which was I think Leon Rose cares about two things, and it's trying to get put his team in the best position to win a championship and um, making the Knicks matter in New York again. I don't think he would have cared that the reaction amongst the diehard, diehard fans would have been one of not enthusiasm.
1: Mm. Yeah. and One more thing to think about just in terms of with the picks and, you know, when you're trading unprotected picks, you're essentially betting on that team to not be good because that's, that's the whole premise. You can get these picks and no one knows Donovan Mitchell and what he wants more than the Utah jazz. They oh, know he's always wanted to go to a larger market. They know this. And I'm, I'm sure what they thought, and we talked about this, John, you mentioned it. If you trade with a smaller market team like the Cavs, the risk versus the reward of oh, yeah. if he leaves, you're now looking at two unprotected first. Yeah, you've got Darius Garland. You've got Evan Mobley. They'll still be in, in good shape, but... well. They but control still, like it's
3: it's tough. They control four years worth of the Cavs draft unprotected after Donovan Mitchell's contract is over. Yeah, that is the frightening thought if you're a Cavs fan.
1: And I think that not only was the package too good for Danny Ainge, it was the he knows that the odds of Donovan Mitchell leaving New York if he's in New York are slim. Yes. He knows Donovan Mitchell's a really good player. But he knows the odds of Donovan Mitchell potentially leaving Cleveland are higher than that of him leaving New York. And to that, plus the offer, it's a worthwhile gamble for him. And I, as I said to open the show on my part, kudos. Can't blame him whatsoever. He got, no. the, he got the package he wanted. Yep. Good friend.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Christian Cruz, it wasn't meant to be. There's no rush to send everything when you when we don't even truly know what we have. 100% buying grime stock in 2023. <laughs> so so the next you're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> Dom Cappuccini, thank you fellas. Is, is ah. it back to the Gordon Hayward drawing board? Then I uh start working on the PowerPoint, Jeremy. We're <laughs> damn, <laughs> I'll just I'll just say it now. You're right. <laughs> I would
3: be I don't think there's any chance this team comes to training camp as is. I think it's a 0% chance.
1: I agree. Yeah. I hope. As Uh, for Hayward. uh, I mean, look, we know the Knicks liked him. We know they tried to sign him in 2020. He's he's got a very different uh, value with that contract than he did back then. But
0: uh, we'll see.
2: Alisa calendar understanding who you are as a team is extremely important. Rose understands who we are as a team. Would have been great to have Donovan Mitchell, but we could not afford to mortgage our future for him. It's a and, very rational response. Very rational, but yeah. uh, I th- <laughs> it's just here's the
3: the, hmm. the only thing I'm gonna say is. And it took me over an hour now to get to this point of, of not realization, but it is very clear that as much as the jazz valued picks, this is oh man, talk about irony. Everybody for the past too much has been saying the Knicks are the perfect trade partner with the jazz, right? It turns out that they were the, not the perfect trade partner with the jazz because what the jazz wanted future unprotected picks of the Knicks is the one thing the Knicks didn't want to give up. They were willing to give up Barrett. They were willing to give up Emmanuel quickly. We think they were willing to give up Obi Toppin. Quentin Grimes apparently was the deal breaker, not to say that they value Grimes more than RJ because obviously if they include RJ, that's their way of getting lessening the draft equity. But they were still willing to put RJ Barrett on the table as they were those other two guys. So for as much as I want to sit here and and like I think a lot of Knicks fans would love to be like, man. Leon Rose is all in on this young core. I don't really believe that. I believe he did the, the, the right deal wasn't there to be made and he walked away smartly. Um, that is not to say that I don't believe in the young core. I do. I do believe in these in these kids. But uh, yeah, and he, we'll he does,
1: but on his terms. <laughs> and it, it goes it goes back to the whole thing of I know a lot of people wanted to talk about the twenty twenty three firsts. The Jazz have three of them already. They didn't. They didn't. They need never more. gave it. They never gave. it And look at what the picks either. that were given to them: 25 27 and twenty nine. Distant future picks. So, and you know what? Probably come twenty twenty seven, maybe twenty twenty eight. That's probably when the Jazz will be ready to say, "How can we trade for a star if we haven't gotten one in the draft already?" <laughs> and all of <have> the assets <laughs> that's for it. That's uh, the hot take. It, no, it's not a hot take. It's no, no, just, not yeah, that. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. I'm thinking of something else. The the hot take
3: I'm waiting for is the Knicks should have drafted uh, Usman Jang or whoever um, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> instead of
3: instead of trading the pick for all the unprotecteds because the unprotecteds or the
2: protected rather didn't wind up mattering in this. Uh, not for, for this trade, but not for this trade. You, you know. never know. Who knows? Um, Kevin McEwen. Uh, I'm glad this is over. We've got up, a front Kevin? office that knows that's not about to screw us. Now let's get rid of the vets and let the kids play. Let's go. What vets are? I'm guessing that's Fournier, Rose, Randall. Well, I don't think Rose goes anywhere, but Randall and Fournier.
3: I think if you set the over/under for how many of them are going to be back next year, it's. I think you set it at one and a half. And I might take the
1: over. I yeah.
2: Mr. Sean Hardy, priority number one for Leon. Get redacted off this team stat. Man, <laughs> I I think they cosine, want to. What do I what do I what do I what do I cosign? I think
3: they want to. I still think they want to do that to- again. If there's if literally the only thing that we could say about this front office from top to bottom is they do things on their terms, and I don't think Randall will be any exception. I do not think that they will feel pressured to get Julius Randall off the team. I believe that they will again make a deal if it is the a deal that they feel is the right deal for them to make.
1: I think the big thing as well, you know, when the Knicks extended Randall, the prevailing thought was, well, they want to, they want to build around Randall. And I always felt, no, they don't. They want to build with him. They extended him to have team control. If they're willing to put RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly in deals, we know how they feel about Julius Randall. We know that they are more than willing to, it's not even just listening. It's yeah, we'll, we'll move him, but it's on our terms. Much like with RJ Barrett, much like with Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin, all these players. It's on their terms. Yep.
2: Next up, Mr. Hush Zoo. What's up, Hush? Is there any interest in SGA, OG, or SGA pivot? Question mark. I can't see another year Randall and Fournier together. One of them has to go. I'm fine with the Knicks not trading five years worth of picks for Donovan Mitchell. You guys Um, have also hit on it. I'll just say this. You guys have also hit on it. The five years that they would have had to trade, if you're matching the Cavs' offer, that's the thing that's that's even more scary. Regardless whether you think the Knicks would have been able to extend Donovan Mitchell or resign him, that's the scary part. And the unknown here, and this is why, at the end of the day, the Knicks' final offer could
3: very well have been like oh. not close to the Cavs' final offer. If the Cavs were, or if the Knicks were only offering twenty-three and twenty-five, or even twenty-four and twenty-six, that doesn't come close to the pick call that the Cavs ended up giving up. Um, You know, and they were obviously again, they were trying. If you believe the reports, which I know everybody does, it seems like they were trying to bridge that gap with RJ and um, didn't happen. But regards to OG and and OBI. Not yet. If he's a guy you bring in after you get the guy, he's not the guy.
1: Yeah. Or he's like or he's the guy you trade for to then trade for the guy. If I know that seems a little convoluted, but like sure. he's the stepping stone person.
2: Though. Hush to do again. Leon has to do something before the season starts. The fandom is at a boiling point. Get rid of Randall and, mm. and things will cool. Definitely cool over. I got, I got to say we did have conversations, whether they were fully serious or not on the night of free agency, that if they're done at Hartenstein and uh, Jalen Brunson, and then the only other thing they do is find a trade partner for Randall, that will be considered a success. Then the summer of Donovan Mitchell happened. To circle back, I do agree with the sentiment from Hush that if the only thing they end up doing, aside from what they did on the night of free agency, is getting Randall off this team for nothing too detrimental long-term, mm-hmm. I think I'd be more comfortable with it, and I think the fan base and majority would be more comfortable with it. What What say you guys. I'd be I, yeah, if they got rid
3: of Randall and it was a good, it was decent trade, which I can't imagine one that's not a decent trade. I'd be cool with it.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it'd be easier. It's an easier sell to move Randall if you have Donovan Mitchell, than it is to have Randall and and you know not Donovan Mitchell. If it's the right move, and by right move I mean if it's the right way to get him out of here, on the next terms, then sure. But I can like I can understand the sentiment of. Talk about trading for Jaden Ivey. Don't acquire Jaden Ivey. Talk about trading for Donovan Mitchell. Don't trade Donovan Mitchell. Talk about trading Julius Randle. Julius Randle's still here. It overshadows the good, which is good. in Jalen Brunson and Isaiah Hardenstein, those are two really... Well, Brunson especially, but Hardenstein's a good player too. And the internal development is kind of left out. But I, I would understand if a fan were walking away feeling, for lack of a better word, blue-balled. <laughs> from this, from this offseason because we talked about avenues they can acquire potential or actual stars and uh, there's all this talk and it's been built up and diz, didn't or doesn't happen so uh, I get it Does, can
2: Gordon Hayward opt out at the end of this year? No, it's all good No, so it's two years. He okay. wouldn't
1: even if he could But yeah. I figure, I just didn't know, you know if It's straight, usually we see in a four
2: year deal it's three plus one and with him it's not so if you're 100%. trading four years of Randall it's for two years of Hayward
1: Again, I, I'm still of the belief that Randall opts out. I I, I know it's a different 3 plus I, 1, I, 3
2: plus 1, yeah. 100%, yeah. yeah.
1: But that's and the reason I yeah. see him opting out is because he'll be older, he'll want to secure a long-term deal, there'll be the new cap spike, there's reason to believe he could that's why, all those Jeremy. things. <laughs> yes. The cap spike. <laughs> sure, but also, there's a difference between signing a contract at 31 and 32. That's what I,
2: I'm I agree. I'm saying the number one reason on yeah. that list for him to opt out is because we're More talking money. in three years, it's gonna spike at least 30 million
1: dollars. We'll see. But it it yeah. should it should spike. Yeah.
2: True story Jay, not as sexy, but OG fits the team OG better love, than Spider. I
3: I I just I'd be so I'd be really surprised if that was the direction that they again you're dealing with Masayu Jiri, who um you know there's something of a history of uh <laughs> The, the, what happened with Dolan and you know putting a, the kibosh on the Lowry trade but even aside from that if the Raptors are trading OG Ananobi they're trading him because they're getting a good amount back now he's again he's a guy that's absolutely going to hit unrestricted free agency in two years he's not going to extend because his his number is too low which and he's that's he's not going to extend so if they really deem him a flight risk they will trade him I just wonder I don't know. They they don't strike me as a team who wants to get worse. They strike me as a team that wants to continue getting better. But would I put it past Masai to take a step back in order to take two steps forward in the long term? I don't know. Maybe not. But I just, I don't know. I don't see it.
1: Well, what do the Raptors want? It's a center. <sighs> like the Knicks can't do that. They can't move a player like Mitchell Robinson until December.
3: Yeah, well, I'm, oh, oh that, I'm, uh, it's, that's it's, not happening now anyway, the OG. It's not, it's more, like, right. Yeah. But
1: in terms of like the, fa- and again, OG Ananobi is a really good player. I, it, it's just, it's fascinating. I know that, I know it's not necessarily deemed as like OG Ananobi and SGA are in the same tier because they're mentioned in the same sentence. But like you, I'm surprised to see how much um, attention is being given towards him. It's just surprising. So we're going to
2: reset a little bit because we're behind on super chats and we want to get to everybody. Thank you, everyone. Still over 900 people with us live uh, watching with us on YouTube, as well as a bunch more watching with us on Twitter and on Facebook. So let's rapid fire some of these super chats and we'll go can around. Just give
3: some just a little something. I yes,
2: absolutely. You can give us a little something, John. God, I don't want to. I'm not going to tweet it out. I promise. I'm not going to do that to you. The joke got killed because people on draft night are morons. So, I. <laughs> I
1: mean, to be I to be I, fair, uh, I was,
2: but, but like, there, was there was no, no context the, if
1: they weren't. But, but the yeah.
2: continuous joke from last <laughs> year was John yeah, offhandedly says a thing, and if you don't yeah. get the show, in the words of Poppy Lebetsard, you don't get the show. I strongly believe. I'll say that. I strongly believe that there will be
3: every effort made within reason to get rid of Julius Randall before the season starts. And I will just say that.
2: All right. I'm not going to do it. Clip team. You know what to do. <laughs> I, it won't be official from KFS, but clip team, people who know how to screen record and cut things off. Or if you have an Adobe account, you know what to do. I'll go first. Mike Jameson, honestly relieved we're not getting Spida, gives us a chance to grow with our young guys and allows Obi a chance to be the power forward of the future. Uh, if you believe what some of us on this live stream strongly believe, yes, Obi will get a chance to do so. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Indeed. Um, John, read this one. Kevin Danishevsky, as Grimes Hive president. He's here. Let's fucking go. So if
3: as the president of the Grimes Hive, you arguably should be happier than literally anybody else today, because by all indications, you got your get your dude is the one they didn't want to give up. So good job by you. Jeremy.
1: Alex priority number one is training Randall, or this is a failed off season for Leon Focus on build up the young players if Tibbs can't do that, he'll be gone by Christmas. Leon won't be safe and JB takes over uh I still say priority number one I, I get it is priority number one it's not a failed season failed off season if he's still here because again the Knicks needed a point guard and they've gotten the best one they've had in 15 years uh, but yes, commitment to the youth very vital. Moving Randall would certainly help with the OB factor of it. Um, we haven't really talked about the season ahead because we've been so focused on Donovan Mitchell. There are a few "quote unquote" easy games for the Knicks as the season starts, but it's well, but it's a tough two, three, and four. Are those are, that's the sweet <laughs> spot, and then it gets pretty tough. And there's a West Coast swing. Oh. So uh, how about yeah. this at Cleveland, game number six?
2: It's a Sunday nighter. Love oh, it. There you go. Oh, Nick's Cavs.
3: Yeah. Knicks, Cavs. Okay. Um, they 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 play thirty three games before Christmas. What would Tibbs have to go to get fired by Christmas? Twelve and
1: so yeah, twenty one. something like that. Yeah.
2: Literally, I was about to say ten and twenty three. Yeah. Uh, Alex. Oh wait, we
1: just this read the one we
3: just read. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fern Rodriguez, what's going on? Thank you for the contribution, Fern.
2: Skip <laughs> me in the order, John. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm all. You're
3: good. You're good. You're good. Um, clearly, front office is betting on the kids, as John mentioned. To to some extent, yes. So what happens when Tibbs plays Rose twenty five minutes, Randall thirty nine minutes, and forty eight thirty minutes a game in game one? Um, I mm. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. And it's like it's um, and I mean, nice. th- there's no question about that. Tibbs' seat is on the hotter side, so you know he can only do so much of his chicanery.
2: Dan Hidalgo I'm okay with this Mitchell Brunson we're never going to be a good fit we have young talent draft picks and there's no need to rush this I look I I get that there's two sides of the coin I like that we have we have some patience as part of the fan base as well I I think that sentiment is allowed to happen I'm so glad that Jeremy gets to read this next one
1: (laughs) from Robert Cross uh, heart emoji hashtag 53 wins. I know Robert is very happy right now. So uh,
2: here's to you, Robert. There are many more Robert crosses to come. Uh, Jeremy, I'm actually gonna make you read the next one as well. Cause it's directly addressed to you.
1: Oh, all right. Ryan Menzies. Uh, they don't have a game changing player. Jeremy, why do you hate Trevor Keels? Uh, I like it. Yep. <laughs> that two way punk, you know, yeah. one day he'll get his moment. But until then he's two way.
2: John, I know you have to. We we all had evenings planned, but um, John, I know you have to read this and then take off. Uh, no, I got me. another. I got another couple of me. Uh, SB Gorilla, thank you so much for the contribution. I would be lying
3: if I said I wasn't happy about nothing happening. To give up a treasure chest of picks as well as the farm would hurt. Evan Rose, Cam, and Randall for Westbrook. None and two first round picks, if possible. Um, I think. So I. My own personal opinion, I think if they could get two firsts from the Lakers for taking on Russ, I think they would do it in a heartbeat. Um, And But I have suspicion about whether the Lakers would put two first round picks on the table to take that package. And I wonder if they had a choice to either do a Lakers trade in which they get a first round pick, unprotected first round pick, or send Randall somewhere else while giving a protected first-round pick to someone to take on Randall, I wonder which of those two options they would choose.
2: It's fair. Hush Zoo, now that Mitchell is gone, you... Now that Mitchell is gone, can you guys name a player you can see the Knicks can go after with our picks? Not SGA or OG that I've been preaching on. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, we've... Ask an answer throughout the, the stream. I'll uh, double I'll, I'll Brandon still say Ingram, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. I think Scott. I I I'll think the Ingram. Ingram, I think the clear thing that can be said it's nobody now. Like nobody, there's no pivot in the next week or so. The summer of trading for a star is over. Whether that's the trade deadline that becomes the trade deadline of trading for a star or the next summer of trading for a star. We shall see. The Knicks still have said Um, treasure chest.
1: Why do you hate Russell Westbrook?
2: (laughs) We have some more news from Woj. Um, Okay. So I'll read
3: it really quick. There you go. um, They were inching closer on Sunday going into Monday. New York balked on including Quentin Grimes into the trade with R.J. Barrett to acquire Mitchell, sources said. And just as a reminder, um, R.J. extended on the news was... Monday On night. Monday night, Yeah. Okay. When guard Emmanuel quickly was proposed as a replacement for Grimes in the trade, Utah wanted three unprotected first round picks as part of the package, but New York would only do a third first round pick that included top five protection sources said those packages would have included two second round picks, two pick swaps and two expiring contracts from a third team, Sources said New York would have moved out Evan Fournier and first round and first round pick to a third team to spare Utah taking on Fournier's remaining thirty seven million dollars. So it would have been. So they would have had to give up three firsts, two swaps.
2: Okay. Jeremy, thoughts?
1: They just didn't want Evan Fournier's contract. They didn't want to figure out a way to have to flip it. Which, I mean, I got to be honest. I, I, how in their minds Evan Fournier is harder to flip than what would presumably be Lowry Markkinen, I don't quite understand, but he was not the prize. He was salary filler that helped them get three unprotected firsts and Colin Sexton, who they will eventually flip as well. And they got Agbaji. And um, yeah, again, marketing was just how and, you make the math work.
3: And this is also notable that uh, according to Woj, they, the New York and Cleveland never engaged again after Monday night. New
1: York and Utah. New York and New Utah. York and Utah yeah, sorry. Yeah.
2: New York. And okay. Utah. Jeremy, read the next one
1: uh, from Frank Corona jr. The most upsetting part about the no trade is now I have a stargaze again, hoping a Zion Giannis or Luca type becomes available.
3: Luca's a, Luca will always continue to be a name I'm going to keep an eye sure. on just because. But yeah, um, well, I'll tell you. Not, sorry, not Luca.
1: Zion. I meant to say Zion. Oh, okay. I, I love Luca. Freudian slip, though. Yeah.
2: Freudian yeah. slip, indeed. Yeah. As there's no trade happening with the Knicks and Mavericks anytime soon. No. Maybe ever.
1: It, Maybe like, a sign and trade. I'm, a a non tampering one in 2020. Well,
2: <laughs> I even then, was. how long can Mark Cuban hold a grudge?
1: I mean question. if Luka Doncic wants to go somewhere and it takes a sign and trade, it it will happen.
2: Right. But I'm literally saying, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So if the no, I, only way to get Luca is a sign and trade and Luca's forcing it, then okay. fine. I I think Cuban would be so petty just to be like, all right, screw you. Like, I will I will go go stay home for the summer or for the season. I would rather that than you go to the Knicks and them do this yeah. again. It's,
1: it's also very rare to trade a star of his caliber with even one year remaining, even Mm -hmm. half of a year or at the deadline. It just, you don't quit on talent like that unless it's a Kawhi Leonard type situation where you're a small market team, you know, he's gone. All right. It's a year left. Let's get something for him. Other than that, it's they pretty much stay there. And then teams say, we either stay with us or we'll try to get something of value back.
2: That and he, to the Kawhi point, he also just spent a season forcing our hand not playing, where yep. he's proven I will sit out next season too and test free agency. I'm just I'm, up, re-reading, I'm
3: rereading I'm reading rereading this. Is it it feels like the, the Knicks don't have Donovan Mitchell because they were insisting on top five protections?
2: In the third pick that they were offering? Yeah. That hurts. Really?
3: A little bit. Why? Um. Well, I guess maybe it doesn't hurt that much because that was as of Monday night and you could argue that and I did kind of intimate this before that what Cleveland ended up giving them was so far and above where the two sides left off um, which is probably why the Jazz didn't re-engage with the Knicks or who knows, maybe Cleveland said either take it or leave it. Um it's just interesting that the Knicks were apparently willing to okay again according to this and we don't know if, if it's ever 100% but like they were willing to do Barrett quickly and three firsts uh with one of those firsts being protected and two swaps and the years on the first were we don't know okay Probably I would I would guess that they would have been either twenty-three, twenty-five, twenty-seven, or twenty-four, twenty-six, and twenty-nine, or and uh twenty-eight.
1: So it's very Unless, quick. what Go if ahead, they here. wanted twenty-five, twenty-seven, twenty-nine?
2: And the third the third it's year of protection is twenty nine. Yeah. It's so, possible. The Knicks said top five, and the Cavs were like, nah, just take it. And then that's a difference maker.
3: And it's also interesting that they could have I mean, they could have done RJ and
2: Grimes and two firsts. Um two unprotected and then what you heard, the three on un- the three protected. Again, I'm I'm cur- I-, I will always think of what our live stream would have been like had Danny Ainge either said short sure to Fournier, RJ, and five Rickley. picks. Yeah. No, just the one that you got heard the other night, five picks. Oh, or yeah. if the Knicks then say yes to fine, here's Grimes. Deal's done. What is the reaction on here? If it's five, it's five picks, two unprotected, and then RJ Fournier, Quentin Grimes. Man, um, you got to jump off. Uh, I'll read one more. Wait, um, one more. Perfect yeah. guy to read the last. Hey,
3: Robert go. Cross. What's going on, Robert? Uh, prediction. Not giving up. Grimes and three unprotected firsts will turn out to be one of the best decisions Leon Rake makes during his tenure. Hashtag 53 wins. Um,
2: Robert Cross starts it with prediction cuz you've never made a prediction on on these streams Robert. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I
3: I mean the last thing I'll say before I get out of here it is it is very clear that the Knicks really did want Donald Mitchell a lot. Um and I think they I think they thought they were going to get him. Um but they were responsible, which is a good thing, right? So here we are. I don't think your daughter thinks it was
2: very responsible. No,
3: um, I got to run. Uh, unfortunately, you guys, uh, Godspeed the rest of this. Uh, apologies to everybody. If you um, have a super chat directed at me um, that I'm not going to be able to answer, but I'm leaving you in.
2: We fantastic hands. know you enough to answer our as best as possibly for you. Right. Don't worry. They're asking all of us questions. Don't worry. Awesome. Have a good night, John. We'll- See you, son. Talk See to you yeah. later. All right. And then there were two, Jeremy. Um all right, so now that John's gone, how do you, how excited are you that they didn't get that? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>